This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicle. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Alexa Robertson, a former notaire who oversaw hundreds of transactions from a legal perspective and decided to move to the other side of the table when she and a friend founded the boutique real estate agency SQ1 or Square One. Let's see how Alexa can get us back to square one in the current property market in Paris. Alexa, thank you for joining us on the Paris Property Chronicles today. First of all, I, I want to ask you how you and your family are doing, even though the ease of restrictions are coming up, uh, where where you've been during the pandemic. Hi, Linda. Thank you for having me. Uh, all my family is fine. Uh, we've been staying in Paris uh, during this uh, this time, with our two kids, and um, because we're we're, we're lucky, we've got a, a house, so it was not too too difficult. And uh, but everybody is fine, so that's the main thing. That is the main thing. That's what we keep telling ourselves: we're we're all safe and healthy. Yeah. Um, um, first, let's start about you. Your your background is somewhat interesting. You you worked as a notaire uh, in a, in a notaire's um, uh, practice for a very long time. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, yeah, so I, I was I, I was born in England, and uh, afterwards we came to live in, in France, in Lyon. And I started after my A levels. I started law university. I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time, uh, so I did different um, different uh, practices in a lawyer's firm, a notary's firm, and and then I, I discovered that I really liked this uh, this job. And I started uh, after my after law university. I started in Paris because I wanted an English. I wanted to work with an English speaking notaire to keep up my English, and um, and um, mostly the English speaking notaires are in Paris. So I started in Paris with um, with a notaire in the septième arrondissement, and um, I did a lot of um, files mainly. For Americans, English people, Australians as well, working mainly on uh, real estate law. I did do much of family law, and uh, then I changed. Decided after seven years with the same notaire to change with uh, another notaire, where I did more still real estate law and also a little bit more of uh, family law. Um, can you explain for our listeners who? don't know what a notaire is because in North America, um, when you have a uh, real estate transaction, you, if you want to, you engage a lawyer, but can you explain to us the role of a notaire in, in real estate transactions? Yeah, because it's, that's, uh, that's true that a notaire is not so well known in, in every country. Uh, a notaire in France is the person who will certify the sale a deed that means you you can't go to a lawyer in France you have to go through a notaire if you want to purchase a property and he deals with all the due diligence of the property between the pre-contract and the final uh, contract or she oh she sorry (laughs) the he was general but yeah actually yeah and there's a lot of she's now um I'm sorry I cut you off go ahead so yeah, he 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 takes care of everything, uh, and he's the one and the only one actually who can register your title deed at the land registry, 
which is the main registry where you can find all the sales and all the purchases you have in France. Okay. Can you also explain uh, to us a little bit about purchasing a property in France? Because also in some other countries, specifically in North America, which is where I'm from, you can purchase a property within two weeks after you make the offer and close and it could be yours. You can, you can get the keys. Can you, can you tell us how, how it differs? It's Uh, not that easy in France. Um, So what happens is after you visit a property you actually like, you make a written offer, which is uh, the common use. Once the offer is accepted by the vendor, uh, both the vendor and the purchaser send the agreement to the to the notaire. You can either have one notaire that represents the vendor and the purchaser, or a notaire for the vendor and a notaire for the purchaser, which is common use to have your own notaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've done that, the notaire will will set up all the documents he needs to uh, to draft the pre-contract, which is the first document you will sign. The pre-contract, uh, there's different forms of pre-contract. The, the, the one which is the main uh, in, in Paris and also in France, uh, engage the vendor and the purchaser. So once you've signed this document, it is actually more important than the final agreement because the pre-contract decides everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the pre-contract, you also decide of a delay in which you will sign the final contract. It's usually two to three months. Uh, it's more three months at the moment because in that time, you, you have to get your loan offer. And also the notaire has to do all the due diligence on the property, which takes quite a lot of time. And you also have, which is quite particular in France, the first right of refusal of the town hall. Mm-hmm. And the, it's, it's to explain what it is, it's a document that is sent to the town hall where the property is situated and the, the, the local mayor can decide or not whether they want to buy the property you would like to purchase. Okay. They have to have a, a general interest to buy the property, uh, but they can, they can if they want. And the mayor has two months to decide if he wants or doesn't want to, to buy the property. So that's why the, the common delay is two to three months. And afterwards, once everything is done, we sign the final contract, and that's the day you actually have the keys of the property. At what point is the, the buyer actually engaged to move forward? Um, do they have a period where they can say, you know what, I made a mistake, I'm not sure I want to buy? I mean, you, you go in with good intentions, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you've got uh, actually several periods of time where you can decide not to purchase. Uh, you have to prove why you're not purchasing. The first one is what we call the cooling off period. You've got 10 days from the day you actually sign the pre-contract in which you can decide not to buy uh, for no reason. You can just you know, say, okay, I've, I've been thinking about it, this property I'm not interested in. So I would like to get back my deposits and would like to, to move forward. So in this period of 10 days, you can do that easily. Mm-hmm. Once this period is, um, is, is gone, you've got a certain amount, a few conditions in the pre-contract. The main one is the loan condition. You have to say that you, to buy the, the property, you will have to get a loan of a certain amount, of a certain uh, interest rate. And if you don't get that loan from your bank, you have to prove it saying that the bank didn't follow you. You can withdraw from the pre-contract. Okay. But 
Uh, and yet also what is really important in the pre-contract, you, you have to uh, pay to the notary deposit of it's usually 10%, but uh, in Paris, it's just a bit different. Uh, certain of the notaires accept that you pay only 5%. It's an amount of money that actually goes into escrow at the vendor's notaire firm. Uh, it's kept by the notaire. He can't use it. And uh, it's, it's just to show, uh, make sure that the buyer is really willing to pay the property. We ask him for a deposit. Sure, it's 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 an earnest 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 money earnest deposit yeah. of their intention to go forward. Is there a difference between um, the delay, the time frame for non-residents versus French residents? Usually, no. Uh, there's there's no reason you know why the delay should be longer. The is the only thing is it can take a little bit more time to sign the pre-contract if we need a power of attorney, which mm-hmm. is quite frequent. Uh, and afterwards, if the if it's non-resident who wishes to do a loan outside of France, uh, then it can take a bit more time. But if you know, um, usually it doesn't. It's never more than three months. Okay. And for our listeners, I think it might also be important to say that when you purchase a property in France, uh, the purchaser bears the cost of the taxes and notary fees. Can you just explain a, a little bit of that? Yeah, actually, the, it's a purchaser who actually pays for the notarial fees. Um, I just want to, to point one thing is that the notarial fees also includes a large part of the state fees, uh, which is taken at the land registry. So, okay, so so France has to have their, have their cut and they probably have a big cut. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, always. <laughs> you'll never come to France without paying any taxes. Uh, so, yeah, you, you'll have to pay that uh, at the time. On, on the day you sign the pre-contract, you've got the deposit to pay and also um, 500 to 1,000 euros to, to pay uh, to get all the first documents. And on the day we sign the final contract, you have to, uh, the money has to be on the account of the notaire. The, the purchase price, and also the, the notarial fees, which will be used to pay the notaire and also to pay the, the land registry. But it's a purchaser who bears all that. The vendor doesn't have any cost when he's selling. Okay. And on average, can you just give us a percentage, just just on average, so people know It's between to 7 to 8%. Okay. Uh, they should be, um, there was supposed to be on the 1st of May, a decrease of the notarial fees. Oh. But um, I think it went through, but with, you know, everything which, which is happening at the moment, I think the government will decide probably to postpone uh, the, the, um, the, the decrease. But, um, but this year, the, 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 the notarial fees have been a little bit down. Okay. Um, also, when, as you mentioned earlier, when you sell the property, you don't have to pay notaire fees. But if you're a non-resident and you paid uh, those fees when you purchased, are you able to use any of those fees to reduce any tax implications on the sale? Yeah, so you've got one main, main tax when you're a seller of a property um, in France is the capital gains tax, which is um, quite frightening for a lot of people. And uh, Even for French people for whom it's not their primary residence, right? Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. because it's quite high actually and it's been going up quite, um, quite a lot in the past few years. So for French people, when you sell your main residence, and even for non-resident, if you sell your your main residence, uh, you don't pay any capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. But just to point out the fact, for non-resident, the main residence has to be clear. 
the it's uh, the the property where you spend most of your time of the year, and where you have all the most of your interests. You've got your your kids at school in France. You've got uh, you receive all your posts. You've got a bank account because some non-residents think that they can just say, "Yeah, it's my main residence, but I don't live there all the time." The actually the government and the tax administration can check that you're actually selling your main residence. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's something to, to bear in mind. And also, uh, when yeah, when French people um, do sell a secondary residence, they have to pay capital gains tax. And for a non-resident who's selling the property, which is not his main residence, he's got capital gains tax. But he also has to designate a tax representative. Mm-hmm. And the tax representative has a cost, uh, which is bared by, by the seller, which can be deducted from your capital gains tax, so it's not that uh, that terrible. But um, so that's well, it, it, well, honestly, if you have a capital gain, that means the your the value of your property increased. So yeah, is, but I can also thing. understand it's it's difficult. Um, you know, it, it's it's difficult when you're you're selling your property and uh, you have to pay taxes on something you've you know it's 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 your money and uh, it's your property and. And so sometimes it's difficult to explain that to the clients. Mm-hmm. And the, the rate is quite high because um, I think now, even for French people on your main residence, it's like 33%, something like that. So it's quite a lot of money. Uh, but there's also one, one way not to pay capital gains tax is to own the property for more than 30 years. Okay. And then you're free of capital gains tax yeah. uh, at all. And it actually decreases uh, every year uh, after five years. But uh, but it's it's you know it's it's an important cost, right? Um, you mentioned uh, uh, about uh, during the pandemic, during COVID, which uh, I shouldn't say during because it, it's now a fact of life. It will yeah. <laughs> COVID nineteen is actually going to be with us uh, for it, it. It has actually changed the way we live, the way you know everything, uh, everything, everything. But were there any transactions that were able, in to the best of your knowledge, uh, were people still able if they were in the middle of a transaction, could they could they close the transaction? Yeah, they all went through actually uh, because uh, I, I still know quite a lot of people who work in the. In notaire's offices, and uh, yeah, the notaire all worked um, to together to make sure that the files that could go through went through. So there was quite a few signatures, uh, final contracts signed, mm-hmm. because um, once the the loan was obtained and the bank was um, able to, to send the money, there was no reason not to sign. It was done by power of attorney usually, and the notaire was alone to sign. Okay. So you have since, after being uh, working in the notarial field for how many years? For a dozen years or so? Uh, 15 years, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. You made a life change. So tell us how, what, how you reinvented yourself and what, what you're doing now, what your principal activities are now. So after yeah, several years in uh, the practice, I, I, you know, I was um, doing long hours. Uh, working a lot um, and giving a lot of my time for my practice, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had also a life change having two kids. So I needed to do something for myself, a little bit different. And I decided to set a company with one of my friends uh, who wanted uh, to change life <clears throat> as well. We, we, we love real estate. 
um, that's that's really something I love. I knew that uh, because of the my background and my studies, I I, I was. I was sure that um, uh, I was able to give something more to to the people who wanted to purchase or who wanted to search property. So it really is a very relationship-driven business. If yeah. You right. Huh? And actually, if you want to make sure that you visit with them the property they would really like, you have to know them really well. And it's not just seeing them, you know, once or twice that's going to work. It's uh, being in contact with them daily that we try to do uh, with, you know, WhatsApp and all the uh, all the emails, be, making sure they know what we're doing for them because it's a service, so they need to know what we're doing. And... Um, and so giving them, for the non-residents, it's quite particular because it's not just uh, it's just not visiting and finding properties. It's also explaining what's going to happen, how it works in France, uh, because it can be quite confusing for, for non-residents because France is quite particular. And, and also in Paris, which is a market uh, which goes really quickly, where the prices are quite high. So th- th- they need to be reassured and they need somebody to be there for them and to give them advice. And that's where um, I think our firm is... It's better than the other ones because we try to to make sure that they get this advice. And if if we think the property is not to purchase, we will just let them know. We're not making people buy just to buy a property. Right. And and not only that, I mean, given your background in the, the, the legal arena, that must be very reassuring for your clients because you have actually been on the other side. Yeah, we do. When we meet up with the clients, we do put that, you know, uh, we we do tell them because it's important that when they actually make an offer, uh, I'm, I've been dealing with all the 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 the, the, law, the um, everything that concerned the property before the offer mm-hmm. it's not we make an offer because we just like the property and then it goes to the notaire who will check if everything is okay i do that before mm-hmm. so i'm sure that when the pre-contract is signed uh, there's no legal problem that's going to arise and no no problems during the meeting i think it's, it's supposed to be a nice moment when you're purchasing a property it's supposed to be a nice meeting where you you know you're 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 actually buying something that's important for you so uh, it's it's nice that everything goes well during the pre-contract meeting I agree with you because I remember personally, even from my, my when I made my first home purchase to my latest one, it, it's a it's it's a very personal and, and exciting moment. So to have someone like you um, as your uh, advocate in the process um, is very is very reassuring. The COVID nineteen, um, as we said earlier, has really changed the way we live and and changed um, uh, what what we think about. Can you? Give us your impressions of what you expect um, or how the market will be uh, after the ease of restrictions uh, uh, in France. I think it's going to be quite long until uh, everything comes back to normal, if we can say back to normal. But I think what's going to happen is uh, if everything goes well and next week we're able to go out and the agencies are able to open again, I think there's a lot of people who will need to sell because Mm -hmm. uh, the main thing of the the COVID is that a lot of people have earned less money. So I think there's going to be a month, a month and a half where there's going to be new flats, new properties on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price will remain a little bit the same, slightly the same, I think, for the next few months. But 
what is more important and which is a little bit difficult to know is even if there's lots of properties on the market, are the bank going to finance the people who want to purchase? Because I think the banks are going to put up the interest rates mm -hmm. and they, and I've discussed with quite a few people, bankers that do personal loans mm -hmm. for properties, you know, just classic properties, a, a flat in Paris. And what they were explaining to me that they're not going to accept all the loans uh, after after May. It's going to be difficult to be able to, to obtain a loan. So fingers crossed can change, you know, you, you never know. So I think until there's going to be properties on the market, the price are going to stay as they were before. Uh, I think it's going to be more difficult after September. Uh, and, and, and why after September? First of all, we're, we're actually in the period where historically we've done... Uh, generated a lot of business because springtime is when people start to to look for properties so that they by September yeah they're they're where they want to be whether that be for for their whether they have a job or whether for school um, so we're at a period right now where we've been yeah. for two months yeah no and that's why I think things will be moving in in that period of time until the end of June but after September you know it's like I'm going to say something probably it's like after a war when you've been at war for several months and afterwards people are so happy they want to spend money they want a different life and they want to know they're a little bit uh, I think it's going to be a bit like that in May June people mm -hmm. who are in a flat are going to be willing to change because they want a house uh, be, probably move out from Paris there's going to be a little um, uh, how could I say movement. Uh, there'll be a lot of movement it'll be yeah. a very dynamic market very and then people are going to be you know, a little bit so happy to be out and so happy to be able to have projects again because that's the main thing of this period of time is that mm -hmm. we don't know where we're going and we don't, we, we don't have a time schedule to know if we're going on holiday what's going to happen so it's difficult also so I think people need to have this projection to know what's going to happen afterwards but from September, I feel, and a lot of people with, with whom I actually spoke feel the same, people are going to start seeing that they've got less money, mm -hmm. understanding that the economical crisis is going to arrive, and I think it's going to go down a little bit in September. Okay, so you, you really think that the market will be driven by a fiscal reality that people will be confronted with uh, after, after their initial release? Yeah. Um, from the from the lockdown because there will be a fiscal reality. However, um, do you still consider the Paris property market to be a good long term investment? Because Paris seems to be very resilient when it comes to crises, whether it be economic or otherwise. They, it, it, Paris it, itself is different, I think, than the rest of France. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, you know, a, a lot of big cities and, and capitals like London, uh, New York, I think the, the, the market is, it, it will always be uh, quite high. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of experts in, in real estate, um, because I've, I've been reading, you know, trying to keep up with everything, what was happening, they mm -hmm. say that the market will be going down a little bit beginning of 2021. Okay. Okay. So. Even in Paris. But I, I still feel that if you want to, I mean, you know, to invest in Paris, you, you'll never lose money. 
right. in a certain way because it, it will will if it's going to going down for you know the, the first three months in, of the next year it will go up afterwards because it's all always been like that so uh, so it's probably you know going to be a good time to invest if you've got the money and to keep the property so uh, and when we say invest meaning for your own personal use as well not just for investors yeah. who are interested to profit uh, for potentially um, modest decreases in pricing but for you for if you're if you're interested to do it and even though you think uh, that maybe uh, mortgage rates interest rates will will go up they're at historical lows so yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, yeah. It's so low at the moment that uh, even if it goes up a bit, I mean, when I was working in in in, in uh, as as a notary, uh, I'm, I remember at the beginning the rate and twists were quite high, and we had a lot of purchase uh, so purchases. So you know, it's it's it. It will always be a market in Paris. It will all be always be developing and, and in, in movement mm-hmm. uh, because you will always find people who who know that the market is going down and who who have quite a lot of money who will be investing. So I'm I'm not too scared, and I'm, I'm I don't think for in Paris it's going to be a a, a real issue. Okay, um, you 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 talked a little bit about the business that you founded. What's the name of your business? And and and. Just tell us what your activities are now. It started as a as a a, a property search firm, but it's kind of um, grown into to, to something that's more of a boutique or. Um, yeah, because as you know, as as every firm, you have to renew yourself, and uh, and uh, once you've got the experience, you 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 know what you most like, and 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 uh, so uh, the name of the firm is SQ One. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a reference to square meter and also ah. to yeah to square meter and also to square one because people who want to invest or purchase for their, themselves you know it's uh, the beginning of something mm-hmm. um, and um, now we we've got really two main activities we still do search uh, and we also do a lot of, um, of um, real estate. Uh, sale so classic um, classic transactions classic transaction mm-hmm. because we, we we've been working a lot of uh, real estate professionals and we just felt that there was a need to have people who actually knew what they were selling mm-hmm. uh, knew their property and were not putting pressure as a lot of real estate professionals do at the moment in Paris because they think every, everything is going to be sold in a day mm-hmm. so there's too much pressure and it's you know it's big amounts uh, it's uh, big investments people are doing so we want to people to to feel reassured and not to have pressure when they're, they're visiting a, a property once again, you're, you're very relationship driven. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense because you, you gain your, your client's trust. So not only can you help them, uh, purchase or find something when at some point they're interested to sell, they most likely will come back to you. Yeah. And that's what we, we know. That's what we try to, 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 to make sure. And, and actually it, it's, it's quite weird because you, you can feel, feel uh, when we've got people who've been coming for searches and it's been working well and we had their property to sell afterwards or another one uh, it, it's just 
you know if it's going to work from the start with, with the people, with the person you've got in front of you. Right. And I, we always say to them, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable with us, uh, just let us know if there's something we can do better or, you know, differently. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a work of an everyday work to know exactly what the client wants and what they expect from us. So, you know, sometimes it's difficult because you have, you've got um, people that you didn't expect and who, who, who are not uh, reacting the way you would like them to react. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's experience and it's, it's also nice to have that to, to do every day. And it's, exactly. And you learn a lot about yourself as well. It's, it's, it's the nature of the business, for sure. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you on the, on the World Wide Web? So on the World Wide Web... <laughs> I'm so find... dating myself. I'm dating myself. <laughs> so on the internet, you can find us uh, at, on, on our website, which is sq1.fr, mm-hmm. uh, where you've got all the information. You can see our faces as well, if you want mm-hmm. to, you know, to make sure who you're going to be dealing with. And, uh, and we're also on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we try to be, you know, uh, modern and, and young. <laughs> still young so (laughs) well I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with us today to share your story and um uh wish the best for you and your family and look forward to lots more transactions uh exactly thank you again Alexa thank you Yolanda take care you too I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Property tailored for you.